Well, welcome to All Some Pimentos Podcast. I'm speaking with Ted from the band Death Waits. Fuck yeah, right on. That's some good audio. Um, so right on, man. So how'd the band start? Um, oh, well, it's kind of a long story. Like we probably formed uh, about 10 years ago, kind of out of the ashes of a different band. What was that and band called? That band, oh, way back, was called like Black Devil's Brigade, I think. Yeah. It was named after like this like second world. You know the movie, um, what's that movie called? Inglorious Bastards? Amazing. The actual real life version of that was called, was nicknamed by, I guess, the Nazis, the Black Devil's Brigade. Okay. So that's what we, we took the name from. Um, and uh, and it was like really like kind of like blues rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, then on that basis, he left. Yeah. And it was just me and the drummer and the other guitarist. And he was like, well, you know, what? I'll play bass. And we kind of like fluttered around for a while. And then so then we took the name. We became this band called Champion Lover. OK. And we recorded a record and I basically did all like all the guitar parts so like the rhythm and the overdubs and then we decided we were like hey doing this live is gonna suck so yeah. we brought my brother in to be the guitarist and then so then we were four piece and we just kind of like you know did our thing for a bit and then we recorded this the record that's going to be coming out we recorded it probably a year before the pandemic yeah and then the pandemic hit right as we were like okay let's release it and then the pandemic hit we were like let's not release it yeah yeah so we just kind of sat on it for like two years and then the drummer and the bassist were split. They were like, we can't do this anymore. And I was like, I get it. We've been literally like locked in our houses for two years. We haven't practiced or played a show or done anything. We've just been sitting on this record. So they, they left. And so it was just me and my brother then. And, uh, we were, and then, you know, we were kind of like, okay, like I say, we were able to play shows again. So let's, uh, let's figure out how we're going to make this work. So we got, he was in this band a long time ago called the Summer Bees, and so he called up his drummer from that band, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'm not doing anything. I'll I'll come play with you guys." And then he brought in um, my brother's a bartender, so he brought in a guy that another guy that he knows at bartends who's in another band called the Cola Heads. Julian. Oh, I know and, the uh, Cola Heads. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. And so Julian was like, he was like, "I love your band." He was like, "I'll fucking play bass for you anytime." So. Uh, yeah, so then Julian came in and kind of rounded it out, and then uh, yeah, and that's where we are. It kind of brings us up to speed. <laughs> that's crazy. No, and so um, uh, the Coolheads, yeah, they're on. Uh, I know them. Uh, they're on uh, Chris Blessing. Chris Re- Blessings, yeah, 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 Chris Blessing Records, yeah, um, and they're cool. Shout out to Al Nolan. Um, yeah, he's totally cool. And like the sound of, the, of of your band, like you and I were talking about it, and. It doesn't. It sound like it's punk rock, but it's like post punk rock from like the eighties, if you will. Sure, and it's it's funny you bring that up because I think and I dig um, it, man. I fucking love all that shit too. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have like sort of a, a dark, darker sound, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I think I kind of vocally, I like, I I always have the temptation to slip into like real like crooner style. Yeah, like vocals when I sing in the low end of stuff. So like I could kind of see like the like the Dave Gahan kind of. Yeah, I know it's like, totally it's totally it's totally cool, man. I think I dig it too, and 
Um, like I said, too, um, also reminds me of, um, fuck, what's the other 80s, like, sort of dark band? Um, like, like New Order kind of... Sort of like New Order, but, uh, fuck, what? Like God. Joy Division? Yeah, something like that, like Joy yes, Division. So even earlier, yeah. I'm even thinking, like, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, and I'm going to look it up because I have <laughs> ADD and mental at the same time. No, I'm not. I'm trying to think like Bauhaus? There you go. There you go. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You like Bauhaus, yeah. yeah. We were, we were, actually, I was talking with my brother and he texted me the other day. And he's like, I'm just getting ready to go to work. And he was like, uh, I'm just listening to Substance by New Order. And then he like texted me back later and he was just like, shit, I think I'm going to have to start listening to more Bauhaus. I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with that. No, man. You know, that's the thing, too. Is like it's it's um, a lot of people love that genre of music, too. But that's totally what I get from it, um, from the uh, from the couple of singles you guys have released. Um, so, go ahead. It, I was going to say, it's also interesting you say that because, um, you know, she and I have been talking a lot and I, about, like, doing another record, and I was like, I feel like this next record is going to be way more stripped down deliberately. Yeah. And I, and I started talking to him and we started talking about a lot of those bands that you and I were just talking about. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's going to be very like bass forward and there's not going to be like a, a, a shit ton of guitar overdubs. Like I just want to really focus on bringing his guitar work to the forefront because he does all this like insane, like, like Johnny Greenwood kind of stuff. Um, like his pedal board's a mess and he's got like he just like hooked up like a, an AM FM radio to it like yeah. for our last show and so like I was like all that weird stuff that you do I was like I just want that I was like I don't even know how much guitar I'm actually going to end up playing on the next record but so yeah so it's funny that you bring that up because I was like whatever that part of our sound on this record is I was like that's kind of where it's it's heading but way more like times 100 so no i'm I, and i'm looking totally looking forward to it and so you guys got uh four four singles on spotify we have four on spotify it's actually there's five there's a fifth one that we just put out on Bandcamp. Um, awesome and it's very i have like a real sweet spot for this song because um it was the very last song we wrote that made it onto the record that's going to be coming out. Okay. And uh, it was actually added on because we d- finished all the, pro- the pre-production work um, in like getting all the arrangements and the producer came down and like watched us rehearse and like made some suggestions. And then we went back and we re-rehearsed those songs. And so then we picked like the, I think it was 10 songs that were going to make it on the record out of like 30. And then I wrote this one like, like a week later and I sent it to the band and Bill in the in the email was like, he was like, nope, that's going on the record. Tell Scott that's going on the record. So, um, yeah, it's called St. Jude. It's on Bandcamp, and it's, uh, I think it's probably my favorite song that we've done. Yeah, I just uh, I just bought it on Bandcamp actually. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that's the thing too is I totally like I love Bandcamp. I think um, it's really good for the uh, for the artist too. Like I I and not just fuck I'll say it whatever I don't I, yeah I do like with streaming services I don't feel like artists get enough um uh money money <laughs> like it's like that like the, what's been making the rounds this week is that that article that shows the graph of like there's uh, like something like 45 million songs that have zero plays on Spotify yeah 
and like if you look like there's like something like almost 200 million songs that basically are below the thousand stream floor for getting a payout yeah yeah so it's just kind of like and then they show there's like 10 songs with over a billion streams on them and then like so literally it's like and they they did the graph in the form of a pyramid and i'm like well yeah because it is a pyramid scheme because those 200 mil those 200 million songs or 85 million songs that have like below a thousand i was like all of those that stream money is funneling up under the new policy yeah right no it's it's fucked they estimated that it's it's like 40 million dollars a year or something yeah and it's and that's the thing too is like and I talk about this on the podcast quite a bit which I don't mind talking about um, I feel and Lars from Metallica was absolutely right um, when he was sitting there going against Napster and LimeWire and all that shit he was right everyone was like fucking chewing at him but like for, for bands down to make money you gotta buy the merch you gotta um you gotta, you know, buy the CD, buy the tape, buy, you know, Bandcamp, buy, and buy all the stuff because, like, bands don't make any money anymore. Especially small yeah. bands. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty ridiculous out there right now. Like, um, like just, I've seen bands like a, a hundred times bigger than mine. And like seeing them online, and then be like, "Oh yeah, well they all have day jobs," yeah. like because it's not feasible. And then and it's interesting, like if you watch how much the discourse has changed really quickly online. Like you know, a couple of years ago, there was that band that basically broke down their touring costs, yeah. like in like and like a like in a spreadsheet or something, and everybody was like, and they basically showed how they were pretty much barely breaking even. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh well, why are you staying sleeping in hotels? You're not a real band if you don't sleep in the van." I'm like, "How much? How like how awful does touring have to become in order for bands to turn a profit? And like, why are why is that the stick that is used to beat bands with?" Well, that's the thing too. Is like I find like even right now, like we're we went uh, we bought tickets to Industries uh, as as an example. We bought tickets to Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid and yeah. whatever but if there was no streaming services i don't think you would see that lineup ever you know Interesting. What I, mean? I don't yeah. think i don't think you would see it because like a lot of the big they'd be selling shirts they'd be selling cds records and stuff like that right yeah. um and like a lot like the smashing pumpkins like whatever like a the Making, they're going on tour to make money because there's no CDs being sold. I'm just using it as an example. I totally get like, but you would never see that because I totally think you wouldn't see that lineup fucking 20 years ago before um, streaming services, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, like, it's kind of like the model now, too, really supports, like, I mean, like, Pumpkins and Green Day are like very, like, upper echelon like 90s band like from that era they're like very top tier bands with like an audience that's aged to having like grown up money you know so it's like there's probably more they probably get a bigger piece of the pie because playing together allows them to charge way more for tickets oh and that's the thing too is like for sure and I'm totally down with it like whatever and like even like when I go to local shows too like 
um, now, like, uh, you know, I would, it's fucking, somebody would sit there, people would sit there and pay $10 for a fucking cup of coffee, but they won't pay $10 to get into a local show, right? Or, um, yeah, it's kind of fucking shitty because like, even like this generation too, like they don't, they don't understand the concept of an album. They'll just listen to the singles, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's funny. I had an interesting talk with, with a friend of mine about it. He used to promote shows yeah. here in Toronto. He doesn't anymore, but he was saying, he was like, well, you know, he's like a huge part of the problem is that live music has always been tied to alcohol sales. Yeah. And that there is like, basically there's the, the model for doing it without alcohol sales is non-existent. No. Oh, that's, that's, that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. So it's just kind of like, so I, I get it. Like, you know, like the price of a beer is crazy. Like, so you're expected to pay, you know, $20 at the door and then pay basically like after tip, like you're basically ending up paying like almost $10 a beer yeah. inside. Yeah. So like now, like going to see a band could easily become like a 40 or $50 night just for the course of, of four hours and I'm like right well you can't do that every single week like that's $200 a month yeah <laughs> you know for a lot of people that's like completely unfeasible and that's just like for to go see like local acts at a bar here in Toronto like never mind when like a really big touring act comes to town so it's just like yeah I get it like the economics at every level now are kind of fucked and I don't see I don't really know what the way forward is I just know that this is not working like it's not working for the average fan Mm -hmm. it's not working for the bands it's probably not working for the promoters and the bars even that that much really and it's like okay so who is this working for then (laughs) like who what what's happening because if everybody if we're all just doing it for the love sooner or later those commercial real estate leases have to get paid mm-hmm. so like it can't just be that nobody's making anything off of this yo you know, well, like this there's got to be a better model than this oh yeah for sure and that's the thing too it's like i think um and like when i when i heard you mention band camp i'm like fucking right because like i have some buddies on a band uh they're called old um and they uh they only have two singles on their on their uh spotify page Mm-hmm. Everything else is on Bandcamp. Oh like, no, I'm never putting anything on Spotify again until dude, things change. Dude, seriously, just put like whatever. To, like it's, and that's the thing too is like why even bother? Because like for for you, um, it's zero point zero 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 three of a cent, which I think there's yeah. another zero in there. But the bullshit thing about it when they came uh, was it like two months ago? You yeah. have to have a thousand streams before you get any money from Spotify. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. And if you read the fine print in there too. I don't want it's, to. It's even worse than that. Yeah, I know. It's like basically they said like, so let's say in January of the calendar year, you get 500 streams. Yeah. Then in February of the calendar year, you get 501 streams. Yeah. You don't get January streams paid to you. No. You only start getting paid for the streams that crossed it. Yeah. And it, on a month-to-month basis, like, if, like, it dips back down, <laughs> like, it's it's so bananas how 
how shadily worded it's fucking it's insane too as like and that's the thing too is like you talk to some bands like they're like yeah fucking spotify yeah 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 but i'm like you're you don't get paid for your fucking art and everyone should get paid for their art in my own in my opinion and and i think that this is the i think the point that a lot of people uh, yes absolutely everybody should get paid for their art and i think the point though that a lot of people are missing because i still see a lot of like pro argument pro spotify arguments where people are like yes but it is the number one platform that people go to and that is true and and i think probably because of the free option um and they're like it's the number one platform that people go to and i'm like but here's the thing Th- there's two problems that we have to look at is that number one what's to stop them from moving that number mm-hmm. what's to say that two years from now they're not like you need five thousand streams yeah because again if i go and i get 999 people in a year to stream my song all of their their subscription money is still feeding artists at the top and i get zero of it so why wouldn't they just say well why don't we just keep feeding the artists at the top why don't we just move that number yeah and since their capitalist model is a hundred percent built on exponential growth even though they barely ever turn a profit i'm like I'm like, they're just basically a shell corporation for the major labels at this point. So why wouldn't the majors be like, yeah, keep keep spending that Spotify money, keep giving it to Drake. So why wouldn't they move that number? Yeah. Especially when, when and I, to tie in another industry, look at like, you know, both game, the video game industry and um, like streaming for like television and movies. We've seen how they've started deleting titles. Mm-hmm. Like video games, they started yeah. just outright deleting titles, so people that bought them no longer have those games. They're yeah. like, "I paid seventy bucks for that game or whatever, and it's gone." Yeah. Right? Same with with movie industry, and I'm like, and a part of that is for because it's tax purposes or whatever. Yeah. But another thing is, well, like sooner or later server storage space is actually going to become a problem, right? Like, they estimate there's something like 100,000 songs being uploaded to Spotify every single day. Yeah. I'm well, like, well, it's, server space is finite. Sooner or later, it'll become a problem. There's nothing to stop them saying, if your song hasn't hit 5,000 yeah, streams in a year, we're, taking we're deleting it, it. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Is, and that's I, and that's the thing, too. I, was, I forget who I was talking to in the podcast, but I suggested, like, not suggested, but I'm like, that's what I was reading on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. It's still Twitter to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that name is fucking dumb. Um, and that's the thing. That's what I was reading on uh, someone's Twitter account, and that's what's going to end up happening, right? And even with the video game industry, too, like, I play games all the time. Um, yeah. you know there's some titles you can't get now and they're just going to delete them but and I think it's kind of horse shit to be honest with you um, but even like like talking about subscriptions and stuff like that too like here it is too it's like it's fucking and it's kind of, kind of fucking bullshit like for you to have a fucking for Windows Word you have to have a subscription for it right oh yeah you can't just fucking download it and keep it you have to have yeah. a subscription. It was just fucking bullshit, in my opinion. Um, but even like with the record industry, it's it's going to change. Um, I think again, um, hopefully for the better. I hopefully like people start like I know people that buy CDs still. 
like I do. Uh, buy them Dude, CD things. sales are up. Yeah. CD sales are up. Vinyl is like is cruising right now. Yep. CD sales and, are up too, and that's the thing. I think a lot of it too. People are just saying, um, they're listening to it on Spotify, and they're like, "Fuck, I like this artist. I want to go support them, right? I want them to make yeah. more music." Um, I well, think. and like the the specter for like you know like like older audiences like like mine, I'm like the specter for them is we don't want to lose access to this if the the website or the host decides that they don't want to like host this album anymore like if spotify says to me hey your album doesn't have enough your record doesn't have enough streams we're deleting them yeah like i there's nothing i can do about it no nope. so then everybody that follows me is just like oh i guess i can't listen to your music anymore and that's the be- <laughs> you know? and that's the best thing too like about Bandcamp too is that uh, people um and listeners should Get a Bandcamp account and support all the indie acts on Bandcamp. Yeah, all the small guys. Because my own opinion, um, I don't think. Pardon me. Um, Spotify, it's good to have it in your pocket. For sure, I get it. But like, there's do you know the amount of money that Spotify made last year? Oh yeah, it's it's kind of absurd, right? Like, come on. But then their operating costs. I just read this morning. Their operating costs are like in the neighborhood of like thirteen billion. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I'm like, well, how much of like most of that has got to just be payments to, like the, like the Joe Rogans and the, the fuck yeah. Right? <laughs> like that's that's got to be it, right? Like, well, that's what it is too. I think it's like for them to sit there and have Joe Rogan on there. He's what? Don't talk to me about that fucking nut because oh whatever. I mean, although I did, I would say that I also read somewhere, somebody was saying that, like, because they don't have a huge staff to run Spotify, (coughs) like, pretty much all of their staff, like, outside of, like, media, is, like, technical related. Yeah. And they said that, like, the average salary for their, like, staff is insanely high. Yeah, because I think it's only, like, five people in the office. Yeah, it's, like, it's tiny. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess, but I'm like, but it's still, that means like out of that 13 billion, like 99.99999% of that is payments to labels to license the music and payments to the artists at the top. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and that's, uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll get better. Like I'm, yeah. I, I think it will. I think a lot of people are realizing, I think a lot of people are still like, like you said, CD sales are up and people are buying them. And you know what? I fucking buy CDs all the time now. Yeah. Um, people are buying tapes too. Like, well, Tarantula Records, shout out to them. Um, Tarantula Tapes, sorry. Um, yeah. There's a small uh, tape company in Barrie around yeah. there. And uh, a lot of, a lot of bands are putting stuff on tape because A, it's cheaper. B, it's pretty like it's unique right and like the jewel yeah. case and pulling right now and it's like with you and i like i'm 42 so i've i've seen it like yeah like i think it's gonna i don't know i th- i think it's going in a, in, a, in a good direction because i think a lot of bands are saying fuck it to not the bigger bands obviously but the indie bands but also yeah. too like i've also spoken to indie bands who love spotify they're like if it wasn't for spotify we wouldn't be here it's like there's pros and cons and um, I think it's going to be split down the middle and you're going to have people that are going to like it and then some people are just going to put singles on but yeah fuck dude don't 
put a lot of shit on Spotify. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, what I find is always interesting too is like how, even though we live in like the so-called information age, it's like I talk to so many people that have no idea that mm-hmm. Spotify pays like shit. Oh I'm fuck like, no! Really? They have how? no. Yeah, they have no idea. I was. My friend Harry, he's in a band called uh, Painting Pelicans around the podcast. Anyways, um, somebody, and he's a bartender. I work with him. Um, so he's talking about his band. And the guy who was talking to him about it, he's like, well, what about Spotify? And then he went into, what about it? He's like, well, you guys are on Spotify. You're making something. He's like, no, I'm not. No. Um, and the average person does not understand, like, if people make money on it. Like, you know, and yeah. if the bands don't make money, there's not going to be fucking new music out. And I don't know. It's whatever. Like, I, I got a big thing about Apple, too. Like, I think uh, Apple's the same way, too. Um, the only one, I think, streaming platform is, uh, what's the one that Jay-Z owns? Um, uh, well, he used to own Tidal. Tidal. Yeah. Yeah, Tidal but he give... sold it, right, to, to Jack Dorsey. Oh, fuck, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, few, a couple of years. Well, so this is the thing. He sold it a couple of years ago. Yeah. When just after Dorsey had left Twitter, but I think he was still on the board. I don't think he was like the the head of it though anymore. Oh, I think he and, was. Sorry, I think he was on the board for sure. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's really interesting. I was like, because can you imagine, like, if Twitter had decided to have title integration, that would have been like it basically would have that'd been, be a like, fucking game changer, MySpace, dude. But with a really airtight platform, that'd be that'd be a game changer for sure. And then. And then instead of that happening, oh, yeah. the worst thing happens. Well, I know, yeah, Elon Musk. I don't, to be honest with you, man. I, um, I don't think he's going to own it forever. Um, there's a lot of people that are uh, pissed off with the app that he owns it and that have deleted the app. And I still use it because I use it for sports and soccer, hockey, football, whatever. Yeah, um, I mean that's the one thing that the only thing that's, good that's like migrated to Threads is like Threads. Yeah, yeah, I don't even I don't even understand Threads. Um, I do. Okay, I shouldn't say I don't understand it. Um, I don't know why it's there. I know why he did it. Okay, I get that part. Mm-hmm. But even using that application is fucking horrible. Like it's what I find interesting about it is how it reminds me a lot of like kind of the infancy of TikTok where um, its algorithm is like hypersensitive and that anything that you engage with, even if you like pause to read something and then you're like, oh, that's trash. I wish I hadn't read that. The algorithm's like, well, you stopped to look at it, so you must want to see more. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really like almost careful in a way when you're first getting onto it about what you engage with and that like the mute and block buttons are actually super powerful because it tells the algorithm like oh you don't you, it actually tells the algorithm that you don't want to see that so yeah. i found that was like kind of helpful and that right now it's in this like kind of interesting stage where like it kind of became a platform for artists and musicians right now yeah where there's like tons of like all these bands and stuff that i've actually like managed to connect with and like not in like a like a crass kind of you know sort of surface level way but like you know just having like decent conversations with people about stuff and like it's it's a very different approach because i think everybody's like well as musicians too we've like not really ever had a good social media platform for musicians 
Like, um, you know, Inst- Instagram think- used to be okay. Yeah. And Facebook had its moment, wow. actually. I should say Facebook definitely had its moment. Yeah, but a, ver- a very short, <laughs> a very short moment for Facebook. Yeah, well, there was a time when it was like you could post an event mm-hmm. and then invite everybody to the event, and basically we could go okay out of every, you know, we could basically go out of every ten people that said yes, you know, two or three of them would actually come to the show. Yeah. Right, so it actually kind of gave us a really easy way to look at numbers like that, right? But then it all just like turned to just to the same dreck that's happening everywhere with social media. But yeah, it's I think um, it's a really good topic we're talking about. I love it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, and I can talk about it all day. Um, I use for the uh, for the podcast. I use uh, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Um, I don't use Facebook because Facebook's used for, you know, making a stew and looking at fucking family photos from 1985. Pretty much. <laughs> that's all it's good for. And like, I was, I just got off, um, I was talking to uh, Josh from uh, trash ambulance just before you actually. And uh, we were talking, we were, we were talking, we were talking about it too. And it's like, um, I just got on Facebook again. I was off it for eight years. Oh, wow. Uh, eight years? Yeah. Because I was just done with the whole thing. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I don't like the interaction with, like, the way it works, right? How if you like something, then people, like, then another person that you don't know sees it and stuff like that. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I got really, I got really sick of that. Um, so I oh, just, yeah. I just got used Instagram for forever. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I'll see what's going on in the old FB. And I signed back into it, and I was like, "Got the same garbage." And even it's like way more ads, though. <laughs> that's fucking nuts, dude. Um, and even um, so, yeah. And then we use TikTok for the um, uh, for just advertising the um, uh, what do you call it uh, for the podcast? And we get views on like one point two views on it, which is cool. Like, oh, wow. like a lot of views. Yeah, seriously. Like I know, and I don't even take time to make the fucking TikTok. Like it's just me fucking talking to the, uh, into the camera and stuff like that, recording and posting it. Like I don't edit it whatsoever, none of that shit, yeah. right? Um, but even for bands, too, man. Like, um, I think um, TikTok's really good for bands, in my own opinion. I, um, what I found about it is that it's like it really favors, and I mean, it, it it could just be because of like the predominant age demographic that uses it is like you know a lot of Gen Z. Um, but I found that it really favors a specific type of, um, not even music, but performance. Yeah. And so it's like, so I see a lot of like singer songwriter stuff on there, um, where like it has to be like really well delivered and it's interesting because on the one hand, like you see a lot of people that, especially with TikTok, talk about how, like, you know, authenticity is what matters. It doesn't matter how well produced your your actual video is and everything. And that is true to a certain extent. But what I found is that, like, you know, anytime I see somebody like a post on TikTok that's got like like millions of views or like hundreds of thousands of views um, by a musician, it's almost it's like it's always really high quality yeah and 
you can tell that the audio has been dumped into Logic or Pro Tools or something, yeah. and that they've you know added reverb and they've auto-tuned stuff here and there, and then they've dumped it into their video editor and then uploaded it back to TikTok. But you can tell that it's gone through those steps, and that and it, and that there's there was actually a few years ago an interesting discussion about like industry plants, yeah, and they and there because there was a couple artists that like got on there and like it looked like they were just nobodies who all of a sudden blew up but then it like came to light after they're like no they had label help behind them and the labels were using other influencers to say like oh my god i just discovered this new artist they're so amazing you should go all should go check them out yeah and it's just kind of like right we don't really see we're not privy to a lot of the the machinations behind the scenes of stuff like that and 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 apparently labels you know, this is nothing new for labels, right? Like radio used to be how they did it. Um, you know, some real shady stuff happens at shows. Like so, I mean, the, the industry has uh, a lot of a lot of problems that <laughs> I guess they gotta address. You know, to kind of moving forward. But you know, who knows? Yeah, it's um, I think um, yeah. So like. And, like, even, like, I was actually thinking about setting up a YouTube channel, too, but I just said fuck it because I do this for fun and stuff like that and, like, and doing the video really. Um, yeah, I mean, sooner or later, like, it becomes it becomes too much like a job <laughs> if, you're, if, well, it's, if you're trying to, if you're doing it because you love it and because you love talking to bands and getting bands out there. It's like, yeah. yeah, don't just, yeah, sooner or later you're like, okay, well, I got to make, because then also there's all the technical considerations. Oh, yeah. Right, like. You know, TikTok has to be in one format. YouTube has to be in a different. It's just like, okay, this is a mess. Like, we just put out a music video, and just for fun, I just I did a vertical edit of it because uh, I was like, yeah, let's see how this looks on TikTok. And then I tried to upload it to TikTok, and it was like, well, the audio is longer than is supported, so you can't upload this video. And I was yeah. like, right, you can only upload one minute of video, even though you can or audio, even though you can upload however many minutes of video you want. Yeah. I was like, well, that seems really weird because, like, like you're a video-based platform, and if I recorded the audio live when I was shooting the video, you'd let that go longer than a minute. So why is it that uploaded audio can only be a minute long? Yeah, I don't get it. It seems, it seems so counterintuitive, and I guess it's because they don't want to become a platform for music videos, yeah. For some reason, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It seems I'm just I, like I don't know. Why wouldn't you want better content on there? Oh, that's the thing too. Well, TikTok. I was just reading too. Uh, what was it? I think it was yesterday. I was reading it. They fucking made 1.5 million dollars on advertisements on uh, on TikTok. Um, and like, why? Would, and you're right too. Like, why wouldn't they want to? Um, that was that was good. Uh, that was a good one. That was a yeah, good... I, mean, I did. Too bad we ended up down like the rabbit hole. Of, well, like... whatever, man. It's cool. You know, I still think you have a great band, and I appreciate you a well, lot I more. It. I yeah. Um... <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about because uh, you were saying earlier that you had like a lot of these stacked up in a day, and I'm like, yeah. is that is that like hard to uh... basically be like I'm going to have to talk for six hours straight? <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Like, I can talk to a stranger in the middle of the street, no problem. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think it goes along with um, what I do for a living, like my chef. So, like, I do talk to people who are eating the food that I don't know. You enjoy it. And then, like, 
you right. start the conversation. Um, yeah, it is. Sometimes it is. I know. Not really. No, it's fine. I can talk to yeah. anyone. Like I can talk to my fucking cats right now and still have a great conversation. <laughs> so, um, but uh, having a couple of them stocked up in the day, it's like hard finding the time because like it's like a day off and. Like right, of course. Whatever, but I still love doing it. So, I like promoting small, small bands, big bands, um, and you know, like I used to play in bands back in the day. Um, yeah. I'm not really that well. I'm not really good. Um, like I used to play bass, but I like this format of the industry that I'm doing because I'm still sort of in the industry a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 Um, well, it's like um, I'm going to a show tonight. Uh, to see a band that like I know the like the drummer in the band and I just I've never been like the stars have never aligned for me to see one of their shows I'm going mm-hmm. tonight and I'm like I like taking pictures like I like photography so I was like you know what I've never actually done band photography so I'm just going to bring my camera to the show and just like take some photos and everything and I'm what like what band? Uh, this band called Life in Vacuum um, they're kind of like uh, the, you know the band Mets? yep yeah, so like you know, their second record was like a little more mathy than their stuff usually yep. is. They're kind of like that, um, just like really kind of like heavy and pummeling. But they have like really like actually kind of to me like I don't want like I don't know if if the band would like me using the word catchy, but I'm like I find their songs catchy, but like in kind of a math rock kind of noise way, you know. Uh, but yeah, I've never and like. Uh, Dan Burke, who's like the, a big Toronto promoter, he every year he does his like class of like 2024 and he puts on a series of shows over the month of January, um, basically like four shows and there's like four or five bands each show mm-hmm. and he's like, these are who he thinks bands that are like going to be like kind of blowing up. So uh, Ross, who's the drummer in Life in Vacuum, uh, I ran into him at our show actually uh, in December and, and he was like, yeah, we're playing in January. I was like, sick, I actually can go to that show. So I was like, but yeah, like, I'm going to bring my camera because I was like, I've never done bad photography, but I, you know, I was like, I would like to because I love going to shows. <laughs> so. Yeah, my buddy, uh, one of my buddies um, from Krusty Media, Mike, uh, that's what he does. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he uh, does. I know of him, but I've never, like, met him in person. <laughs> He's a great dude. He, uh, plays, uh, he plays bass in the Anti-Queens, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a good fucking podcast, man. I wasn't expecting us to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm totally <laughs> cool with it because I think everyone should get paid for their art and yeah, whatever. So, oh, uh, so when the new when's the uh, new album coming out? Um, it's going to be really soon. Like, uh, I just got to get like the kind of like admin stuff uh, all lined up for it, but I'm yeah. hoping. To have it out either end of January or like first week of February, depending on just because all the behind the scenes uploading an album is actually a real pain in the ass when you've uploaded some of the songs already, yeah, like as singles. So, like, I have to get all the ICRC stuff, like the real technical bullshit oh, yeah. sorted out. I'm um, the same with, with this fucking thing, dude, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. I gotta just like figure out what I'm doing with that, but then, yeah, I'm hoping to have it up end of January uh, either end of January or like yeah like I said like February first week of February yeah it's, I'm, I'm totally stoked for it and uh, you guys have any shows coming up or not we don't have anything booked for 
a little while. I think our next show is in March at Bar Orwell, but I don't actually know what uh, what the deal is because I, a friend of mine, our producer, uh, Scott Middleton, who used to play in Cancer Bats. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on the podcast uh, next week. Oh, wicked. Oh, you're having Scott. Oh, my God. He is yeah. the biggest sweetheart on the planet. Yeah. Um, and we just loved working with him. And, you know, actually becoming friends with him from that was, like, really great. Uh, yeah, he, like, texted me back in December and was like, hey, would you guys be available to play this show in March? And I was like, and I just said yes. I was like, yes. I was like, screw the, the asking the band. Yeah. I was like, it's three months from now. Like, I can't see a reason why we say Yeah, no. we'll figure out the details later, right? I can find somebody to fill in. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Scott's a good dude. Um, I love Cancer Bats. Uh, I was sad to see him leave. He's uh, He he rips. Um, but his uh, his studio is... Uh, fuck, what's it called again? Um, High Wattage Cottage. High Wattage Cottage. And I heard that. I'm like, fuck, that's wicked. To me, Scott is like... You know those, like, memes where it's like, you know metal singers like on stage and like metal singers in real life and it's like one is like a rottweiler and the other is like this like super cute little puppy yeah but, like scott's like that like when you see him on stage like it's just a mess of hair like just banging the whole time like hands flying up and down the, the fretboard like he's just such a like a like a rocker's guitarist and then you meet him in, in real life, and he's like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, he's so sweet and nice, and, uh, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, I know. Um, he's on the podcast uh, next week, I think. Oh, man, awesome. And then, and then we have uh, another producer, um, I don't know if you know him, Greg Dawson from BWC Studios. I don't. Yeah. I'll he, have to look him up. Yeah, I mean, follow him on the gram. Like, he's he's got a bunch of fucking killer bands. Uh, one called Grail, one called Old. Oh, okay, Old, okay. Um that he's in um yeah i know scott uh yeah so it should be fun um and the, the thing with scott i would almost say like to give you some advanced warning is book out extra time because i mean when he was with the bats and even in his band before that i'm like there, there's there's no band on that scene that he did not play with no so, i know and that's what i'm looking so for stories that's what i'm looking forward to because like um, even like we can talk about like when he when they did Bad Sabbath too yeah 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 um, all of that stuff like and that's the thing too is like he's probably got so many stories and that's a, like I think it's on a Monday afternoon um, yeah I may book it at like 12 and probably it'll probably be a long one because he's probably got fucking stories at the ass oh my um, god yeah 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 I'm looking forward like, to it and just like even when we were when we were recording with him, like if we'd be like on downtime or something, like just like taking a break or whatever, yeah. Like there was no band that you could bring up where he wouldn't if he either that he didn't play with or that he wouldn't be like. So you want to hear an interesting story about those guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, and it could even be like he'd be like, so one time Guns and Roses, like just it doesn't matter, like he yeah, was like just like the most rock music he's like alan cross but for like heavy like music yeah no i i'm dude uh ted i'm totally looking forward to it it's gonna be a good one. yeah so oh yeah for sure dude uh so what you're so we've been talking for 43 minutes and 31 seconds so what i'm going to ask from you is you're going to give me all the socials for the oh band my God. yeah it's a, it's uh, a big one okay uh we're death weights 
on well i think we're pretty much on every social it's death weights or death weights band yeah uh so instagram facebook uh tiktok youtube threads no longer on twitter i deleted it a while ago yeah um I still got That's mine, it. but and you guys are on Bandcamp too, right? Don't forget oh, yeah, that yeah. one. All over Bandcamp, we're on. I, all our songs are on streamers except for the new single "Saint Jude." Sorry, it's on all streamers except Spotify. Yes, so Spotify was my line in the sand. Was it? Yeah. Is it still on Apple Music or no? Uh, Saint Jude is on Apple Music. It's on Deezer. You can put it on. Um, like it's available if you want to use it as audio and like instagram or tiktok or whatever it's yeah, yeah it's there yeah but uh yeah man uh, go everyone go buy the new single saint jude from oh. death weights yeah and we're also on big cartel we have merch on on big cartel i think it's just death weights big cartel.com yeah um yeah. and you guys got merch on uh on uh uh fuck i just i don't have it on Bandcamp. There you actually go. i've been meaning to upload it but it's like the problem is because it's drop shipped. Yeah. Because I don't have the bandwidth to make t-shirts in my home. Mm. Um, it's like it's then it becomes like a two-step process where if somebody were to buy something on Bandcamp, I'd have to go and place the purchase in their name myself. Yeah. Which is like fine when it's like a one-off, but like I like I don't want it to become a thing that I'm like at every hour of the day I'm like oh man I gotta start pushing orders through and I guess that would be a nice problem to have what yeah. am I talking about I yeah. should absolutely do it yeah I just packed the shirts man <laughs> <laughs> okay my, um, stay on the line uh, it's been great talking to you um, yeah man and uh, greatly appreciate you doing this awesome thanks, thanks for having me cheers